Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 108-97 victory over the Chicago Bulls. With both teams coming off back-to-back, the Hawks are able to come back to State Farm Arena and get a big win. Trey Young shows out, and the Hawks get Bogdan and Kevin Herter back as they get a win at State Farm Arena. Without further ado, let's get into it. After three straight losses on the road, it sure feels good to get back at State Farm Arena and have the Hawks get a win. Uh, And it did not look so easy in the first half especially, but the Hawks got Kevin Herter and Bogdan Bogdanovich back. They had their shortest injury report in a long time with just no DeAndre Hunter and no Cam Reddish. And they got a little bit of uh, luck on their side with the Bulls not having Zach Levine or Nikola Vucevic. But they came in, and while the Bulls jumped out to a little 7-2 lead, the Hawks were able to control the first quarter. They would ultimately lead 31-26 going into the second. And then the Bulls did a massive job on defense and converting Hawks' turnovers into points to take a lead into halftime. The Bulls would outscore the Hawks 37-23 in that second period. And the Hawks just did not look like themselves after the game. I think both Nate McMillan... And Bob Brathman would talk about how it seemed like the Hawks were sleepwalking through that second period, and it just really showed that the Hawks weren't locked in. In a lot of ways, this game could have been a trap for the Hawks. They were coming off a road trip when they lost three games in a row. They're playing a team without two of its biggest stars, with Chicago missing Levine and Vucevic. And the Hawks were getting a couple of their guys back, and maybe they could think that they could just cruise to a victory. But at the end of the first half, they were down by nine points. And really, the majority of the deficit had happened in the last minute of the second quarter. Uh, John Collins made a bad pass after the Bulls had scored, and Kobe White intercepted it and got it to uh, his teammate, Patrick Williams, who nailed a three. And before he could blink... The Hawks were down nine. They were lucky it wasn't 10 with Trey fouling Archie Diacono right at the end of the quarter um, as time expired to get two more free throws. But it just looked like, oh, man, the Hawks get everyone back. There's a lot of, you know, good karma or it feels like really good news getting both Kevin Herter and Bogdan Bogdanovich back. And it's just all going to go for naught as the Hawks are down nine after one half of basketball, and we'll see what happens. And the Bulls would come out and open the third quarter with two points, push the lead up, but the Hawks would immediately uh, go on a big run to take the lead, and they would not relinquish that lead through the rest of the game and would ultimately build that 11-point victory, 108-97. to And it was really good to see the team settle down, get to what makes them very good, which is Clint Capella, Trey Young, and come out with a victory at State Farm Arena. The Hawks got a kind of vintage Trey Young performance. This was a throwback, efficient game by Trey. He was 9 of 14 from the field, 4 of 8 from three-point land, hit 11 of his 12 free throws for 33 points. He had three rebounds, seven assists. The Hawks as a team did not have a lot of assists. They only had um, 19 assists in this game, and they only shot the ball 30 uh, 7 of 74 for a perfect 50% from the field. Um, but Trey was finding people. He had a really nice pass to Bogdan Bogdanovich in the third quarter where he sort of found him on the uh, behind the defense, and Bogdan was able to get an easy shot. 
he was really finding Clint Capella for alley-oops early in the game. And it was just a wonderful performance from Trey Young, especially after that rough uh, road trip. But Trey did not seem to have any effects from that ankle injury that had kept him out for so long. In fact, he had a couple of really nice bursts of speed where he looked like the old Trey Young. Um, and even his floater was falling. So it's good to see Trey Young come out. And he really carried the Hawks in the first half. He had 22 points in that first half. And the Hawks would have been down by way more than uh, nine points if Trey had not had it going from the get-go. Clint Capella came in. He had 15 of his points in the second half, and it was a big emphasis for the Hawks in that second half. He would finish the game with 20 points on 8 of 9 shooting, 4 of 9 on his free throws. Um, he would have a double-double with 11 rebounds, 2 of those offensive, and 2 blocks. And Clint Capella just continues to be a good vo focal point for the Hawks. Um, it seemed like he was able to let off a little bit of steam in the second half when he got a offensive rebound and went up between about 3 Chicago Bulls defenders for a dunk, um, but it was good to see Clint be up, be able to get up and down the court. There was no real uh, bull who could match him. Of course, they were missing Nikola Vucevic, who would definitely be matched up with Clint Capella if he had played, um, and Clint Capella took advantage. Bogdan Bogdanovich, it was great to see him and Kevin Herter back on the floor for the Hawks. Um, to see those two wing players was really nice, and Bogdan got the start. He was 6 of 15 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3 for 15 points. He did have 5 assists, and I thought that uh, Bogdan's maybe best quality in this game was his passing. He just had a few assists that were just incredible. He had one where he got into the paint and then threw kind of a lollipop pass out to uh, John Collins in the corner for an open 3. He found Clint Capella on the break for an easy a transition bucket and Bogdan was just really diamond up his teammates and it's just amazing how much his secondary playmaking really helps Trey Young. Um, Bogdan did not have a shot falling early in the game but he is such a veteran in that he will keep shooting it doesn't uh, discourage him at all and Bogdan really chipped in in the second half and helps the Hawks put this game away over a Bulls team that they really needed to beat. This win pushed the Hawks to 35 and 30 and there the Hawks clinched a uh, spot at least in the play-in tournament with this win and they're you know eyeing for something bigger than that the Hawks are trying to get in it to at least the top six so they can avoid that play-in but I thought Bogdanovich had a very nice game especially not hitting uh, shots early he was able to find his shot and get into the rhythm in the second half John Collins was 5 of 10 from the field 2 of 5 from the three-point land he needs to keep shooting those threes he's too good at it one-on-one on the free throws he had he had a double-double with um, 13 points. He had 10 rebounds to go with those 13 points with two offensive rebounds. He had assists, and John had four steals. Uh, the Bulls had a lot of passing going on in the interior. They would beat the Hawks in points in the paint, 56 to uh, 38. That's a thing that the Philadelphia 76ers did a good job of kind of exposing on the Hawks, and the Hawks are really going to have to work on, but points in the paint. Part of that second quarter run for the Bulls was a lot of attacking the paint, and getting easy buckets, but John Collins was in there as well um, and able to take advantage by getting four steals. Tony Snell played. There's a little bit of a scary moment where it looked like he, well, he injured his ankle, but he was able to come back and play in the second um, half of the game. He was one of two. Of course, all of his shots becoming, coming from behind the three-point line for three points and two steals. Uh, the Hawks bench did a solid job. They were outscored by the um, Chicago Bulls bench 
uh, 24 to 34, but I thought Danilo came in, was solid, 3 of 6, 1 of 4 on his threes, had 9 points, 5 rebounds, and assist. Kevin Herter was 2 of 9, 2 of 5 from 3-point land for 6 points. Lou Williams was just 1 of 4, one of his only shot made a 3-pointer for 5 points, 2 rebounds, and 3 assists. I thought Akangu had a solid solid outing for him. He only had 4 points, and I think he can look a li- be it a little more aggressive at looking for his shot in the paint, but it was good to see Aneka Kangwu continue to grow this season. And then finally Solomon Hill uh, was out there. His shooting is completely kind of gone in the tank. He didn't have any um, points, but Solomon Hill has obviously done a ton for the Hawks this season. Um, And that was the extent of the Hawks rotation. Nate McMillan really tightened his rotation, especially getting Bogdan and Kevin Herter back. And he pushed all the right buttons, getting Trey, Bogdan, and Herter out on the court at the same time a few times, um, and really having his guys ready for that second half where they started that second half on a big run to not only just match the Bulls, but actually take a lead and then just carry that lead through the entire fourth quarter. Never really let the Bulls threaten to get this one in any sort of jeopardy. For the Bulls, they got a really good performance from noted Hawks hater Thaddeus Young, Thaddeus was 10 of 12 from the field for 20 points. He had 12 points in the first half, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, and 2 steals. Their rookie, Patrick Williams, continues to play well. He was 7 of 13 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3-point land, had 19 points, 2 rebounds, an assist, and 2 steals. He looks really good. Um, He has started every game for the Bulls this season and has not been quite as aggressive Uh, shooting the ball as he was against the Hawks, but he looks good both shooting the three, attacking the basket, and playing defense. It's a really good pick for the Bulls at the time of the draft. It was kind of like, wow, the Bulls are picking Patrick Williams. Seems really early at four, and he has played pretty good basketball, especially against the Hawks. Kobe White was solid, five of 16, one of six from three, had 12 points, four rebounds, three assists. He did have five fouls, a lot of those fouls coming at the hands of Trey Young. Trey was really able to find his way against Kobe, um, whether it was getting Kobe up in the air where Trey was able to take advantage and get to the free throw line, or if he was able to go to the basket. But uh, Kobe White hit a big three early on, um, and that was a nice performance from the second-year player. And then Thomas Sadaransky, he, he kind of led the second unit for the Bulls. He came in and provided a big pop and was part of that big second quarter that put the Bulls ahead going into the halftime. He was 4 of 6 from the field, 4 of 5 on his free throws, had two rebounds and assists, and again, just really lifted the Bulls when their first unit kind of lost, uh, was down to the Hawks early on in this game. Talking after the game, Nate McMillan just talked about how he did not think that the effort was really there in the first half, and he just really was proud of how the Hawks came out and played in that second half. Um, he thought they really competed, uh, and it turned out that they got some easy buckets in the second half that they weren't allowed, that they weren't able to get in the first. He also noted that the Hawks only gave up 34 points in that second half, and how important it was for the Hawks to play that kind of defense um, going forward. He uh, was not happy with giving up 37 points in the second quarter. Again, he sort of talked about how it seemed like the Hawks were sleepy, sleepwalking in that first half 
and how both teams seemed a little bit tired, um, understandably slow, so as both were coming in on the second night of a back-to-back. But it really can't be overstated how important this game was for the Hawks. This season, they had slid a little bit with that three-game losing streak. Of course, going on the road in the NBA isn't easy, especially having two games in a row in Philadelphia. But for the Hawks to come back, take care of business, take care of business against a team that they are better than um, and not let this become a trap game was huge. It pushes the Hawks to 35 and 30 on the season. Um, and really, again, it allows them to already know that they're going to be in the playoffs in some fashion, um, at least in the playing game and keeps them ahead of the Celtics. The Hawks are really battling for this fourth or fourth, fifth or sixth seed. And every game that they can win coming down the stretch is going to be huge. Um, but it was really good to see the Hawks go in to State Farm Arena. Um, you know, you'd want them to come out and play a little bit better in that first half. But just the way they came out in that second half was so refreshing and really good to see this team be like, we are not going to find a way to lose this game. In fact, we are going to find a way to win this and get this thing done. Um, Trey Young, throwback efficient game is something that I would like to see going forward for Trey. He had a couple turnovers that were pretty tough, um, whether they were in transition or again, trying to make kind of overly ambitious passes across the court. Um, but for him to be as efficient as he was shooting the ball is something that hopefully will continue going forward, but big win for the Hawks, big win to start kind of this final home stand for the Hawks as they have all but one of their final games at home, and we'll see if the Hawks are able to carry this momentum going forward. Go Hawks. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks.